0: Welcome to Marinade Moments, I'm your host Jason Earle, and this is the show where I tell stories from a life well attended. I've been fortunate to take in a ton of cool events in my life, and this is the space where we bond over the beauty of live music. On this episode, I'm going to tell the story of Brian Wilson playing Pet Sounds, the legendary Beach Boys album, at the St. Augustine Amphitheater on September 10th, 2016. If you've listened to this show before, I'm going to do things a little bit differently this time. So I'm going to read a piece that I wrote the day after this show, and then I'm going to add my reflections on it. So typically, I'm kind of telling the story from this perspective. On this particular one, I wrote a piece that I think I'm fairly proud of, and so I'm going to read that first, just so you have like an account of what I was feeling at the time, and then with the benefit of hindsight i'm going to just sort of make some extemporaneous remarks countless stars benevolent <clears throat> countless stars benevolently roast my exposed skin some kind of light bright art installation gone exactly right the beach is quiet except for the splash of waves lapping against my bare thighs and crashing into the shore nerves untethered muscles unwound a fitting end to a legendary night of music. Rock and roll is nothing if not liberating, Brian Wilson once said. The iconic, mercurial leader of the Beach Boys hated the ocean. Its murky vastness and power frightened me, he said. Ironic for a guy who wrote Surfer Girl, Surfing Safari, and Surfing USA. Wilson's anxieties went well beyond the ocean. Letting go of fear and anxiety is imperative when entering deep, powerful waters. You are exposing yourself to the kind of natural force that can envelop, then crush, even the stoutest of chemistries. Wading into creative waters can be equally daunting. For Wilson, that would ring consistently true. He waded into Raging Rapids when he wrote Pet Sounds, a record that the rest of the band doubted would sell, an album the record company did not want. But Brian is a visionary, a manic expressive who only wants to play music. No matter the vastness of the creative ocean, the depth of the waters, Wilson was going to strip naked and wade in deep. Now in his 70s and having won an epic, decades-long war against mental illness and addiction, Wilson exemplifies an eccentric artist making a farewell tour. He and his enormous, wonderful band opened their set in St. Augustine, with a smattering of Beach Boys hits. California girls, I get around, surfer girl, don't worry baby, and so it goes. The performance feels a bit like an old-timers baseball game at first. Wilson's voice is a little behind the beat. He's not swinging and missing, but the swing is a little labored. Not that anyone minds. We recognize how fortunate we are to see the legend at all. It is a miracle from the pop culture gods. By any normal appraisal of mortality, Wilson should not be alive, much less touring. Yet here he is in St. Augustine, behind the piano, promising to play one of the greatest albums of all time. Wilson unceremoniously announces the band will be playing pet sounds in its entirety. They're already 13 songs deep. Wouldn't it be nice if we were older, Wilson opens. His voice is still unsteady, but a shift in confidence and comfort begins to emerge. Silent hope for a single from the proven legend begins to cautiously swell. By the time we head for the album's home stretch, beginning with, I just wasn't made for these times, we have forgotten Brian Wilson's early struggles. He is fully in his element, exposed and devoid of self-consciousness. This is his masterpiece. He put his head under in 1966 and came up gasping for air. Like much of the album, its gorgeous harmonies and expert playing belie the struggle Wilson has endured since childhood. Wilson, Al Jardine, Matt Jardine, Blondie Chaplin, the lady bolting from her seat in front of me, the guy pulled along with her to dance. We are all exposed as Pet Sounds draws to a close and the party portion of the Beach Boys catalog begins. Try sitting still while members of the Beach Boys play good vibrations and help me, Rhonda. Try not to sing. Go ahead. It doesn't take much suspension of reality to get there because you've done it. If you grew up in this country between 1963 and right this moment, you have sung those songs in the mirror, and at a bar, and with distant relatives at a cousin's wedding. You will keep singing them because they're damn good songs. Brian Wilson wrote happy surfing songs and complex ballads about much more than broken hearts. We may not have had him for decades while he was lost in the weeds of mental illness, addiction, and abuse, but we have always had his genius, pushing our emotions into deep waters, deep as we can stand. On this night, we walk away feeling like no waters are too deep. No exposure feels too daunting. Brian Wilson has gifted us more than beautiful, timeless music. He provides hope and confidence that being us and taking risks will be worth the effort. All right, y'all. So that's a piece that I wrote at the time. Um, Looking back, I I think it holds up. I mean, that's that's what I remember of that experience. There's a couple things I left out. I'm not sure I was clear that that kind of started a tradition where anytime I go to a show at the St. Augustine Amphitheater, I go skinny dipping afterward. Um, so that whole opening is, is uh, me recounting skinny dipping. Um, and it's a fun tradition. I'll go to a show and then, you know, a little buzzed, go back, go back to my campsite and, uh, then head to the beach and, and jump in the water. It's a lot of fun. Um, and then the second thing was, it's just such a, like, it's such a fond memory. Um, cause it was just fun. Like my buddy Benji came with me and the great Jen Ross, my great friend and collaborator was there with her then boyfriend. And uh, Benji made us all dinner. And then uh, there's this funny moment, like, you know, and some substances may have been involved, but there's this funny moment where uh, Benji was, it was understood to everybody there that he was going to sleep in the tent with Jen and her boyfriend because it was like a 12 person tent. Right. And I had my little tent that i take backpacking so really not much room for anybody other than me and benji's a large man and he just like crawled into my tent with me <laughs> it was just one of the you know just those fun moments with friends just uh, the shared experience of getting to see live music and in this case getting to see a true legend um, and i'm just really grateful if you enjoyed this marinade moment, make sure you subscribe to the marinade on your podcast app and follow us on social media. Please forgive conundrum, we are dog-sitting, and so my dog can't handle that apparently at the moment, so that's what you hear in the background. Uh, check out our feature episodes of The Marinade with Jason Earl on that same feed wherever you consume podcasts. Consider joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. Until next time, go out and create something. Cheers, y'all.